Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. More of your phone calls. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of The Dan Patrick Show. Caleb Martin's 26 points, most in Game 7 of a conference or NBA Finals by an undrafted NBA player in NBA history. Should have been the MVP. I thought Jimmy Butler was good. He wasn't great. He didn't shoot well. Caleb Caleb shot well. And I think because of him and the role players, that's why they're going to the NBA Finals. Here's Jimmy Butler on his teammates. Nobody ever complains. They always do exactly what you ask of them to do, which is why you want to play with guys like that, which is why they're the reason that we win so many games. I don't call them role players. I call them teammates because your role can change any given day. And by the way, don't make the mistake. Some people already have. He'd have no chance against the Denver Nuggets. Don't say no chance. Maybe it's a low chance. They have a low chance. They have no chance. You like that one, Seton? Yeah, no chance, low chance in this segment. All right. I love it. Yeah. No chance, (laughs) low chance. Yes, Marv. I was going to say something about low-hanging fruit, but sorry. Yes, Pauline. Yeah, there's a lot of people on national TV when the uh, Heat were up two games to zero against the Celtics at the – Celtics were done, done, done. It's over. But then they're back on air this morning, not talking about what they said last week. It's really funny to see that guys don't, people, men and women who are on national TV talk about sports and they say it's over after two games. Well, after three games, it was over. This, but I heard before after a game, you lose two at home in a playoff series. It's over. Done, done. Yeah. And it's not. Well, it was. It just took a little bit longer than we thought. And there was a game seven there. And uh, give credit to the Miami Heat doing what they needed to do on the road. And, and as much as I want to give credit to Miami, I still have to give so much blame to Boston. Because it's in your building. Yes, I know. Jason Tatum tweaked his ankle. He stayed in the game. Suck it up. Play. Do some other things. Somebody, Everybody else was healthy. This is a Miami Heat team. Their third best player, Tyler Hero, wasn't playing. Victor Oladipo, a bench player, wasn't playing. I never heard any excuses out of Miami. None. You know, when they lost, it wouldn't be, well, hey, you know, expectations are too high. Never. It was just 
Boston needs to mature. When your best players are 25, 26 years of age, yes, they've been in the league for a while, but maturing to understand. I always go back to Isaiah Thomas told me we needed to learn how to win. And I said, explain that to me. He said, we couldn't get past Boston. Once we got past Boston, then we never look back. You have to get past these teams. Now, Boston has gone to the NBA Finals. But learning how to win, what happens when it's bad? I always go back to show me a quarterback in college and show me when something bad happens and how he responds because that's a quarterback that I believe in. It's easy when you go out there and you're playing at Alabama and you're just firing it down the field. But when things go bad, then what happens to you? At Ohio State, what happens to you? Show me when the guy throws an interception. And then what happens on the next drive? That's what you want. When it's going well, there's no problems, no issues. Everybody's great. Coach is great. And then when it goes bad, and then all of a sudden you start pointing fingers. And that's what you had last night. Somebody else needed to step up. Jalen Brown tried to. And if that's kind of emblematic of who he's going to be moving forward, man, it's tough to give somebody almost $300 million if that's what He's not an A player. He's a B player. But he needs to be on a team where there's somebody who might be the A player, but he compliments him. He and Jason Tatum don't compliment each other. You want the wing guy. You want the 3 and D guy. I get that. But having Jason Tatum is good. If I had somebody who played differently, then I'd feel a whole lot better going into next season. Yes, uh, Seton? But what seems crazier to you, then, if you're the Celtics? Getting rid of Jalen Brown or giving him $250 million? <laughs> Which is crazier because they're both, you could, it feels like you can make a case for either. Do I want to give him $300 million? No. <laughs> but but who am I getting to take his place? And the, who's not going to want $300 million? Yes. Now, can I trade him to get some, like, role yeah. players? Okay. I just need complimentary players. And, and that's why I brought up, you know, look at what Denver's done with Joker. And Jamal Murray, they complement each other. James Harden did a great job in complimenting Joel Embiid for the most part this season. You know, he led the league in assists. Those were the things that you want. Uh, having those guys, Booker and Kevin Durant, complement each other, I guess. Uh, you know, AD and LeBron complement each other. You have to have that. I can't have... Two guys who basically play the same way. And and if their shot's not falling, as we saw last night, you have no chance. And, it, and at, at some point, I have to say to those guys, let's take it to the hoop. How about we settle for a two? Okay? You can't go. They made their last two three-pointers. So at that point, they were seven for 40. You can't survive that way. Not in a big game. During the regular season, you can have those one-offs where you go, yeah, we just didn't have it tonight. Okay, I get that. But if your philosophy is just keep shooting threes, then you live by it, you die by it. Yeah, Marv. And with uh, Tatum and Brown, it seems a lot like your turn, my turn. And I've only seen that work with like Kyrie and LeBron during their playoff run. But other than that, they seem like uh, Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. When they were both on the Celtics, yeah. your turn, my turn. That's all, the real, that's all it sounds like to me. Yeah, Paulie. 
And you almost want to compare Jalen Brown to an NFL quarterback. If he were up for a contract, would you give it to him? Or would you move on? Because in the NFL, you can move on. If you're, if you're good, the, the, you know, Jaylen, um, Mitch Trubisky was good for the Bears. Or, you know, like Kyler Murray was good, and they decided to give him full boat. Some people say, yeah, but they did it too soon where Jalen Brown, they have to pay him. Right. They're in a position now where it's, they have to, I never would have, I never would have caved into Kyler Murray. Never, never. Yeah. I I would have said, you got to prove to me one more year and look at where they are right now. So they're going to have one of the top two draft picks here. And then if they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, then it's official. Like, you know, they're remodeling. Oh, that's a new new. I'm doing remodeling. Prettier term for tanking. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to change the vernacular here. You know, it's no chance. It's low chance there. Just to make sure you cover your basis there. Yes, no chance, low chance. Yeah, we're not gutting our roster. We're not tanking. We're remodeling. We're remodeling. It doesn't sound as bad when you say, "Oh, we're rebuilding." It's just a transitional uh, season. No, we're just remodeling. You know, we like we have good bones in the house. We're just remodeling, sprucing things up. Yeah, some wallpaper there. Maybe uh, change the bathroom (laughs) around a little bit here. All right, eight seven seven three DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Good morning, if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Poll question for the final hour of this program is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Uh, Dan, we got a couple up there right now. Oh. Uh, the thought of breaking up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is legitimate or ludicrous. Right now, 72% have legitimate. We also put up there, did Joe Missoula do enough to keep his job as the Celtics head mm. coach? Mm. Okay. Right now, that's at 53% uh, with nope. Oh. Yep. So oh. it's, it's close, though, 53 to you know 47. And now for our three day, we just put up uh, one that's a little out of left field. But would you rather have off, which day would you rather have off, Monday or Friday? If we were going to have a three-day weekend. If you're going to have a three-day weekend, do you prefer to, see, the way I look at it, do you want to start the week late or end the week early? I want to end the week early. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I want to have my Friday off. I agree. Yeah. Get my drink on usually Thursday. Your last day of work is Thursday. Yeah, and then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You start again. Yeah, 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 Paul. I completely disagree on this one. If you have Monday off, that means all last week we were looking forward to a three-day weekend. You have that in the chamber coming up, and then when you come in on Tuesday this morning, you think it's Monday, and you're already at Tuesday, so you got a short week. It's like a bonus week. Friday, we all phoned it in because we knew we had a three-day weekend, so it's like people you almost get like two weeks. Yeah, Mark. Sunday, Sunday night football, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Let's go. All day Sunday. Hey, kids, leave me. We can do whatever you want to do, wife. So you want Monday off? I'm with Paulie. Okay. All right. Team Monday. All right. See, this person brings up a good point. The feeling of Sunday night, that moment you realize, like, oh, wait, I don't have to work tomorrow? (laughs) Or, whoa, there's no school tomorrow? That you can only really get that on a Sunday night. All right, Fritzy. But it has to depend on what you do for a living. For us, you can't recap the weekend, and during football season, that would be very problematic if we had Mondays off. It's I just... personally would like to have Friday off. Okay. No, this isn't like this is like a one timer, like like a holiday weekend, and they they come out every few months. You get those three day weekends. What if I said this is the rest of the year? You get Friday or Monday off. Friday all day. Yeah, because yeah. Monday I like recapping what happened over oh, the weekend. We were removing the "Do you work in sports radio?" Oh, well, no, uh, I, <laughs> we're more saying a, a, a life hypothetical. Oh, 
a lifeathetical. 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 Okay. Dude, we are just. I'm killing so it today. Right I'm now. killing it. Lifeathetical. That's a lifeathetical. Fail that again. <laughs> Can you imagine playing this? Yeah, on, oh, it's a three-day on weekend. Thursday. No, 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 no. <laughs> on Friday. Three-day weekend oh, coming up. But if we were off Friday, then I wouldn't be able to play this. Here we go. <laughs> you know how much more excited you'll say, ever since I was a turnip. <laughs> how was the music at the garden last night? <laughs> it's, oh, you know what? It sounded just like this. Little dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Game seven. Yeah. No one thought we could do it. Yeah. One, one in 150. Yeah. We're going to be the first to do it tonight. Tatum. Brown. Quiet. Horford. Let's go, C's. And then it's Donnie Wahlberg. Like, oh, yeah, let's go. Oh, let's go. And Bill Simmons. Rise up, something <laughs> nation. Yes. Anything's possible. And then the game started. Ooh. Yeah. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Drop kick your butt is what happened last night. Yeah. Yeah. Tatum had an anything is possible jacket on yesterday, too. Oh, he did? Yeah. What do you do with that today? <laughs> like, Will? You don't wear it. No. We talk, we talk about pregame outfits. When you lose, yeah. you got to wear that to the postgame. Yep. And he had to wear it. Yep. Yeah, he wore it in a variety of ways. Yes, Todd. But it's true. Anything is possible. You could win three games in a row only to collapse at home in game seven and not bring it home to the finals. Jason in Florida. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Jason. Hey, Good J- morning. Hey, Jason. Um, two, two, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Uh, two bets. Um, I was uh, in Indianapolis over the weekend, but it's my 32nd Indianapolis 500. Uh, congrats to Joseph. New Garden, not Joseph. <laughs> that, that, that was the joke. It's the name. It, it, it is Joseph. Um, he has a great. By the way, he has a great series on YouTube uh, called Bus Bros with uh, with his Penske teammate Scott McLaughlin. Uh, but yeah, check it out. My second best, uh, though, I was in turn two when the tire went over the fence and missed the grandstand, um, and all these people to the right of me were ducking as this tire was flying over. Uh, thankful that no one was injured. Uh, but it did smash a car. And uh, the lady whose car was smashed, uh, the Speedway president, uh, got her after the race, took her out to the uh, Yard of Bricks and had her kiss of bricks and gave her a ride home. So it was uh, uh, kind of a, a crappy way uh, to start the day for her, but uh, a good way to end it. So All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Yeah, I saw the tire as it went over the grandstand. Do you keep the car, don't get it fixed with the damage? I think there was a headlight, but it's the fender. But they should at least let you have the tire, and then you don't get it fixed. Right? Yeah, Paul. So this tire went over the catch fence because of the angle. It was not near the wall, and it was just past the grandstand of uh, spectators and then another grandstand. There was a window of about 50 feet where this tire could have landed and not hit anybody, and that's where it landed. Tom in Nevada. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just think it's kind of cool. Nobody's talking about it yet. That Jimmy Butler or Jokic is going to get their first ring. I for their careers, who do you think uh, deserves it more? Well, I think it helps if you've been named MVP once or twice. That we want to see if you're going to win a championship. 
Uh, almost like that's validation for the people who voted for you. Giannis finally got his uh, NBA championship, so you're off the hook. Dirk Nowitzki got one off the hook. We've seen that before with players that you know, are you getting that – are you cashing in? Are you the best player? Are you going to play for a championship? And and that's not a fair litmus test, but we do look for that. I mean, Dirk won the MVP. I think they bowed out in the first round. You just – it feels like voters want to see you do something in the postseason because that was the knock on Joker. Well, okay, but what's he going to do in the uh, in the postseason? He was good in the postseason. The Nuggets weren't. He, you know, in the bubble – uh, you know, his team got to the bubble. Now he gets that opportunity. I got DraftKings with the odds here. Nuggets minus 400 to win it all. The Heat plus 310. So pretty big uh, favorites there. But don't say no possibility. Say low possibility. Take a break. More phone calls coming up. And uh, Scottie Pippen had some things to say about Michael Jordan. We'll discuss after this. There's a national pharmacy network. And uh, it had to inform nearly 6 million members that social security numbers, names, birth dates, medical information exposed in a data breach. That's not good. Yeah. This is happening all the time. It happens, it feels like, once a week. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. You have so much information we put out there. And protecting your identity can be a whole lot easier with LifeLock by Norton. Detecting and alerting you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own. They have a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist who will work to fix it if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. And join now. Save up to 25% off your first year using the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go to lifelock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. We have a great cameraman here. And a lot of times, you know, things go uh, unsaid with the people who work behind the scenes. Eric Weeks, our great cameraman, and uh, just wanted to give him a round of applause. It's great. Yeah. It's a... This sounds like a setup of something. No, yeah. no, no, no. What's no. going on? Something's being set up. No. It's usually what I do. No, because we just had, if you're watching on Peacock, we had an interview with Scottie Pippen, and then coming out of that, cameraman had uh, a shot of uh, Michael Jordan that we have you know, here in the studio. That's all. Just seamless programming, just people thinking and listening, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go back to when we started this all in with DirecTV back in the day, the directors, producers, and camera people always were very aware that Almost any athlete you refer to, there's something that plays to them in this studio. Yeah. And they got used to, like, finding it. Yeah. And I just wanted to point that out. It is funny. Once in a while, let's say you mention, you know, and that's the time we got Mark Cuban fine. You'll hear, where's the Mark Cuban letter? Where's the Mark Cuban letter? And people start scrambling around looking for it. Yeah. We, Cuban sent me the letter of uh, when Commissioner David Stern told him it was going to cost him a couple hundred thousand dollars. So I said, can I have the letter? Sent it to me and framed it there. All right. Uh, Scotty Pippen was on a podcast here. And uh, it's called Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast by Stacy King, former Bulls, and he's an analyst for the Chicago Bulls. And here's Scottie Pippen talking about Michael Jordan. I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game, and one player can't do it. Like, I've seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots, and all of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. Okay, I know what he's saying, and he probably believes this. I'm guessing he believes this. But he was a one-on-one player, and I'm sure that he was taking bad shots. But I don't think you could say he was a horrible player. He might have been horrible to play with because he was a gunner. And if you say, all right, Mike didn't have – he didn't understand a winning style, which is interesting because he came from Carolina where it was all about being a team. But, you know, he was putting up, what, 37 points a game. And he had to because those Bulls teams weren't very good. And he got him, you know, past the Cleveland Cavaliers, played the Celtics, lost. But I, I think when you say somebody's horrible, I've seen horrible basketball. Michael has played bad basketball, but – Horrible, that's where it goes. I mean, it just feels so personal with Scotty. I mean, Scotty missed out. He did, certainly financially. I don't think any player failed to capitalize more than Scotty Pippen did on his greatness and the contract he signed when he went you know, to the Houston Rockets. Um, the documentary did not help out. Michael did not compliment Scotty, even said that you know that was one of the worst contracts ever signed. 
we don't say it's Jordan and Pippen's Bulls. It's Michael's Bulls, Jordan's Bulls. And and it's rare. Can you think of other top 50 players who played on teams, championship teams, where we don't include a couple of players as it was that guy's team? I mean, Clay Thompson gets more credit for Golden State than Scottie Pippen does for the Bulls. But I understand what Scotty's saying. He just doesn't go about it correctly. And, and he, he needs somebody to help. He needs somebody to say, I know what you want to say. How about we say this? But he got the attention maybe he wanted. But, you know, go back to what he said when we had him on and he called Phil Jackson a racist. I don't think those relationships are repairable with Jordan. And I don't know if they care, but Scotty said that his coach was a racist. Yeah, Paul. And you know what's really doing for Scottie Pippen? It's making people ignore the fact that he was a great all-around player. He was not Michael Jordan. He's not Kevin Durant. But he was a great all-purpose player and very, very necessary to the Bulls' run of six wins. Extremely necessary. But he's actually getting the opposite reaction, especially locally in Chicago, where he's not a beloved figure, not a beloved uh, athlete. And then you got Michael Jordan's son, who's dating Scotty's ex-wife. And I mean, there's there's a lot that's wrapped up here. And I think Scotty and Scotty, what nearly took him to the finals that year. I think after Mike left, they got to the Eastern Conference. I think there was that Hugh Holland's call, bad call, and or they would have been playing for a championship without Michael Jordan. Yes, Tom. I know it's a juicy soundbite, and you don't owe Pippen anything. But in that situation, do you? have some kind of follow-up question so he has a chance to clarify after just calling him a horrible player. And, Scotty, you mean like a, in a team setting he wasn't good or just to give him that chance to uh, clean that up a little oh, bit? Oh, I don't know what Stacy King asked, but, uh, you know, that stands out there on its own. Like, if you're calling him a horrible player, do you then have to go, let me throw him a you know, life preserver here. Uh, Scotty, you mean th- this? Yes. He- yeah, and unfortunately, Scotty is in a position where no matter what he says, even if it's accurate, even if it's right, it just comes off as petty. But he could have said that in a way that, you know, uh, when you talk about Michael Jordan, gosh, when I first played with him, it was tough, you know. He wasn't fun to play with. He was a gunner. But then we got a good team around him, and, you know, Michael was became the greatest player of all time. You can still say what you want to say. It feels like he wants to bring Michael Jordan down. That, hey, he's not what you think he is. And he was not a good teammate. He was a gunner. Okay. I get all that. Michael wasn't a great teammate. Michael was just a great player. And everybody else was kind of holding on. They were on the, you know, the bandwagon with him. But Scotty, Scotty just never going to get the credit that he probably deserves. And he played a role that's difficult to play. You got to be the secondary guy every night. You're not sure exactly what you have to do, but he would do it. I remember when he picked up Mark Jackson, full court, and and it changed the series. He was like, whatever you want me to do. He would play defense. He was tough, uh, not afraid of you know taking shots. Uh, although when he checked himself out because Kukoc was going to get the, uh, the play drawn up for him, which he did hit the shot, and he sat down and pouted. So Scotty brought a lot of this on himself, and it's unfortunate because it's just – Petty jealousy that's not going to go away. Yeah, Paul. You look at a guy like Clay Thompson. He he's he's not he's not a household name, but you know he's not Steph Curry as far as like where kids and everyone knows about him. But he seems very happy with his role there. Nothing but winning and getting paid, 
And I think that money has a lot to do with it because Scotty got shut out with his bad contract. Yeah, yeah, see. And then not only that, but Scotty got shut out with his bad contract. Although I think he still ended up making like decent money eventually. But Jordan went on to get you know four hundred million dollars a year just in royalties for his brand, yeah. which I would bet somewhere in Scotty's mind he thinks that he plays a role in the success of the Jordan brand. That that brand doesn't take off without those rings. Pippen also said that Michael Jordan's scoring priority wasn't in the documentary. <laughs> Scotty also congratulated himself from humble beginnings to six championships, two gold medals, Hall of Fame, and leading the Bulls franchise with the most playoff wins. Here's to unsung heroes. Cheers. Pippen wrote. Yeah, time. Isn't it just kind of sad that he feels he has to do that and put a tweet out like that and just kind of wave his own flag like that. I don't know. Just very uncomfortable with that. It is sad. I mean, it's obvious. It is sad. You, know, you would think at that age, your your place in history cemented, but then it, it, he just keeps asking for a little bit of credit, like a little more credit. And then Michael didn't give him credit when he could have. It was a ten part series. Couldn't you have? At least one part where you say, I'm going to compliment a couple of people here. That would have been nice. Instead, he's like, you're welcome. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Mark. Wait, Michael Jordan, he showed Scotty some love in his Hall of Fame speech. He did say, hey, when you saw me, you saw Scotty Pippen. Now, about the rest of you bleepity bleeps, <laughs> I'm about to roast all of you, all yeah. of you for, for about 20 minutes. Ooh, that was a roast right there. The Hall of Fame speeches. Sorry, but if Michael wanted to compliment Scott, or he Scotty could have in that documentary. Oh yeah, for right? sure he could have. And and Scotty was great. He was. He was a great player. And had he had his own team, you know, he might have been a twenty-five point scorer every night. Back when twenty-five was really twenty-five. Yeah, Paul. But if Scotty Pippen were drafted by another organization, he might be forgettable right well, now. Well, he was drafted by another organization, yeah, and he didn't get traded to the Bulls. If he would have played his whole career for, let's say he went to the Milwaukee Bucks when they weren't good, and it was just, he was the new star for the Bucks, and he averaged 23 a game for eight years and never advanced in the playoffs, what would we be talking about with him? Nothing. Yeah, and, and I think people lose sight of that, that we can remember you for certain things, but it's almost Andre Iguodala stands out far more because he was on the Golden State team, and he won. Was he a great player? No. But you were part of a great team. That's why Draymond Green's going to the Hall of Fame. He was part of a great team, organization. If he played on his own in Atlanta, he'd be just another guy. He'd be, you know, throw out a name. Yeah, Marv. Joe Johnson? No, because he wouldn't be as good a scorer. But, oh, I mean, he he'd would, be Josh Smith. He, Sorry, he'd, he'd be Josh Smith. Yeah, he, but he would be largely forgotten. You play on the big stage. You play in moments like this. This is when people remember you. Mike in Las Vegas joins us on the show. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Uh, what's good? What's good, Mr. Patrick and Danette? Good morning. Thanks hey, Mike. for having me on. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the Buffalo, Derek White. Um, Greg Popovich is still an elite coach, and you could see yesterday that Derek White was the only one doing things correctly and fundamentally sound. Hopefully in 2024, when his contract is up, he can rejoin the Spurs and uh, leave the uh, glorified uh, AAU self. All right. Thank you, Mike. 
By the way, Caleb Martin's 26 points, most by an undrafted player in uh, Game 7. Prior to that, the player who had the most points in a Game 7, not drafted, I'm going to give you... Ooh, I'm going to give you the year. I'll give you the year. 1994. Marvin, you should have this. That's easy. John Starks. There you go. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, yeah, he did it. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Where did Starks go to college, Marv? I want to say Oklahoma State. I thought it was a he went to directional. A yeah, yeah, Paulie. He went to four colleges in four years. Dan John Starks. All Rogers right. State, which is not in the state of Rogers, it's in Oklahoma. Okay. Northern Oklahoma College, mm. North Side, Tulsa Junior College. I got him, and then I finished up at Oklahoma State University, where he got his okay. degree. All right. All right. Partial credit. I think uh, we were both right there, Marv. All right, so bloop for both of us. Yeah, bloop, bloop. Dap from afar. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, Dave in Indiana. Hi, Dave. What's on your mind today? How you doing? Best of the weekend. I'm going to give that the Indy 500. Got on my porch and watched out with the cigar. And for the, the worst of the weekend, i got to give it up to Jalen Brown. He's got to step up there against Jimmy Butler and, you know, bam, but... Uh, yeah, I guess the question for you, Dan, would be where would you want to see Jalen Brown go if he was traded? I don't think he's going to get traded. I thought that it felt like he was expendable when the Celtics were trying to make themselves better. It felt like Jalen Brown's name was mentioned in those trade talks. If they were getting Kevin Durant, then Jalen Brown was going to Brooklyn. And I thought that that would be a good place for him to go. He's always going to be compared to Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is a better player. You know, Scottie Pippen took his role, and then Scottie Pippen bought into his role. It wasn't, hey, how many points are you going to score tonight? It was, who do you want me to guard? And Scottie could guard one through five. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do that. And it allowed Michael to do what he did. And, and it's rare when you find that guy who understands, how do I compliment you and make you better? And I don't know if those two will ever compliment each other because they play the same way. And that's tricky. But I don't know if he's... feel If I'm Jalen Brown, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the money. I'm going to take $295 million. Yeah, Paul? I brought this up before. Can you trade him straight out to Portland for, for Dame? Everyone wins. New city, he gets to be the man, run the Portland Trailblazers franchise. You get a guy, what, six years younger than Damian Lillard, five years at least? And I know there's got to be some other stuff in the trade. The Celtics have to give up more. But I, I, I don't know. That would be kind of fun for everybody. Now Damian Lillard's playing a whole new place. I would love to have Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind paying him full boat, even at this age. You know I, what you're getting. I think Dame is still under contract, though. I don't know for how long, but Jalen Brown is going to—that's going to cost you a lot. And Portland, Portland, I think is still trying to make one last run at surrounding Dame with some talent there, and and maybe trading for. It's such a young roster, and I think they're trying. At least what I've read, they're, they're trying to surround him with. Give it one more go. Yeah, yeah, Marv. 
Do you think owners and GMs are like, damn, whenever somebody makes the first, second, or third <laughs> All-NBA team? They're like, man, we like him, but yeah. not $295 million, Like Memphis saved money. John Morant not making it. Uh, Joe in Michigan. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. First time, long time. 58160. Just wanted to follow up on last week's conversation, having your team swept versus losing a game seven. (laughs) (laughs) And now that we know how this has played out, if you're a Celtics fan or even player, would you have rather just had your team swept or make that dramatic three-game comeback only to be blown out in game seven? I would still rather take game seven. I would. Now, I would like for my team to put up a little better fight, but if you got swept, then I wonder what happens to Joe Mazzulla. Then I wonder what happens to Jalen Brown. And do you make, you know, a reactionary move? And that, you know, that's what happens sometimes. You're like, oh God, we get he's not our coach. And then all of a sudden they get three wins, and now he knows how to coach. Or these guys can't play together. Oh, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not. If they won last night, can Joe Mazzula coach? Can Jalen Brown coexist with Jason Tate? I mean, it's you don't want to be reactionary. And that's what happens. Hey, you didn't win. Now we got to get rid of you. And and if you go back, I mean, they could have lost to the Sixers. The, the Sixers were, to me, a big disappointment. You had Boston in your building. And by the way, Fritzy, I'm shocked that you haven't brought this up. Shocked. Some kind of numbers thing? No, not numerology. Not nudity. Mm, not nudity. The Sixers... Replaced a doctor with a nurse. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Todd. I love that a lot. I know. It's, Todd. Todd. And you love nur- nurse. Uh, I do. I've had really? my share of uh, no, ogling yeah. nurses oh, not doing uh, anything with them. Ogling. Is it ogling or oogling? I think it's ogling. Is ogling? It? Ogling? <laughs> I think it's creepy. Is Basically checking, checking them out and hoping for a, a bath that doesn't come. Let's take a break. A sponge bath. Let's take a break. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening trolling the celtic fans today marvin was in the building last night working for tnt they were amped when this music came on right after they played that montage of the red sox and the uh celtics yeah three zero comebacks yeah zero three comebacks yeah this song came on they ran out (laughs) and that was it that was the highlight they said we're gonna lose this game by 18 We've seen this, though, in Game 7s recently. This year, um, let's see. This year you had the Celtics by 24 over the Sixers, Game 7. Warriors by 20 over the Kings. And uh, you had last night, 19-point margin for uh, the Miami Heat. Game 7s, normally really close, but uh, not this year. By the way, Pat Riley is going to the NBA Finals for the 19th time as a player, coach, or executive. Where? How many has Jerry West been in as player or executive? Because Jerry didn't coach. But, I mean, that's, a, that's Red Arbachian. Mm. Just made, a, made up a word. Yeah, Paul. He could be a Hall of Famer at two different roles, coaching and management. Front office, yeah. yeah. Well, same with Jerry West. Yeah. Obviously, a player, and then you look at all the deals that he did. Anybody has succeeded all three? Larry Bird won Coach of the Year as a coach. Bill Russell won a title as a coach. And uh, obviously, what he did as a player and player coach. Uh, I don't know who else would be on that. I I mean, Pat Riley's there with Red Arbach, right? Right. Yeah, Scotty Pippen should have made it fun of Michael Jordan as an executive, not as a player. <laughs> as you know, an owner. If you want to get someone behind you, maybe go with that route. That's true. Yeah. And you got some traction. Yeah, then we'd be like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Can we check, though? Yes. Can we check? Because if you're looking at Pat Riley's career, he was SEC Player of the Year, first-round draft pick, NBA champ, 1972, won an, uh, a championship as an assistant coach, head coach, 
82, 85, 87, 88, 2006. Executive with the Heat NBA champ 2012, 2013. So Lakers' success almost had success with the Knicks and the Heat success. Is how many finals did Red Arbach? Well, God, he probably went to 14, 15, maybe. And then as an executive as well. Yeah, Marv. He may be responsible for all of them except 2008, maybe. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Maybe we could, uh, we could see that. Uh, Eric in Utah. Yeah, Paul. I know that Jerry West has an eight-time NBA champion as an executive. Two-time executive of the year, but he was well, an executive for eight different NBA champions. But he went to the NBA Finals right. as a player. Yes, yeah, I got him. Oh, gosh, how many times? Did nine? he go nine times? I think nine. So there's 17 right there. Yeah. Uh, Eric in Utah. Hi, Eric. Morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, your mention of Kyler Murray earlier this morning made me think, for you and the Danettes, what would be your Mount Rushmore of best and worst interviews over the year? I don't have a list. Uh, I, Paulie reminds me sometimes of uh, good ones that we've had. Once in a while, we get an athlete who does not want to be there. It's fair to say. Yeah. And that's, that's those are the toughest. Yeah, Matt Harvey was bad. Tanya Harding was bad. Whitey Herzog was bad. See, like those are, I don't think that those were bad. I think those were great. There are other ones that are bad where it's like, okay, so we just, because you see, we got incredible moments out of those. Oh, it so may there have been was awkward. content, but awkward. Okay. Right. Uh, who was the Hashim Thabit. Hashim Thabit was terrible. That, he did not want to be there. He just didn't want to talk. And so it's like you do three minutes and then you're like, all right, let's just cut it loose because we're not getting anything here. Those are the bad ones. Yeah. Tanya Harding is <laughs> iconic, that interview. That uh, okay. Just, I guess there's a difference in a bad interview and one that makes me uncomfortable. A yeah. disaster is, is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no matter what it does to me. Yeah. As long right. as as long as the audience is entertained. I mean, David Stern yelling at you was probably awful for you. Yeah. However, <laughs> for everybody else, it was delicious. Yeah, Todd. Even Kyler Murray not talking at the Super Bowl, as horrible as that was, ended up getting all kinds of attention for the fact that he was so terrible and unwilling to say anything to you. This day in sports history, Paulie. Oh, got a few. Ray Haroon won the... First, Indianapolis sweepstakes. That was the name of it before the Indy 500. That was 1911. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, 74.59 miles per hour was Haroon's average speed. Uh, 1970, voting for baseball's all-star game was returned to the fans. 1981, the L.A. Dodgers became the quickest team to get 1 million people to attend their games in a season. Took 22 games. I think that's Fernando Valenzuela's first year. Okay. That's it. Uh, Let's see. It was on this date that Babe Ruth grounded out in his final at bat. Also on this day, a pitcher with the Schenectady Blue Jays, famous baseball guy, left-hander struck out 25 batters in a 15-inning game. Left-hander, Schenectady Blue Jays. If you said Tommy Lasorda, you would be right. Tommy? (laughs) Uh, Let's go around the room. What we learned on this program, uh, Reggie Miller will join us tomorrow. Todd, what did you learn today? It wasn't lost on Ernie Johnson or any of us that the Bob Cousy Conference title award and the Larry Bird Conference Finals MVP award went to the Heat and Jimmy Butler on the Celtics home court last night. That's what we learned. It was wordy. It's wordy. It was worth worth mentioning. Seton O'Connor. Dan Levitard's takes are so hot the power goes out. Yeah. Uh, Marv? 
Double or nothing bet for Florio. Yeah, get pie to the face. Paulie? The Sunrise Panthers. Uh, Todd, what did I learn today? We all learned you could say the Heat have a low chance to beat the Nuggets, but don't say no chance. Uh, just learned that Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything earned. Doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants, all doubled. See terms. Check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Been our pleasure to serve you. The starting lineup is Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, and yours truly. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.